Okay, once again, Robert Nauer, or former Lieutenant Nauer, talking about my time on the USS John F. Kennedy with Captain Jerry O. Tuttle, the infamous short little bastard that called himself Slough. Now, Slough stood for short little ugly fucker. That's what he called himself. That was his handle. He would get on the 1MC every time he spoke, which was almost every single day, and he'd go, Now stand by for the captain. And then the captain would come on and go, Slough here, four screws turning, four screws burning. Hey there, shipmates. And for all those newbies that didn't know what Slough was, they never wanted to find out because he was a short little ugly fucker and everything that he did. Anyway, what I'm going to talk about now is one of the most unusual situations that ever occurred uh, during our second yard period in Norfolk Naval Shipyard. And that was what I'm going to refer to as, what he referred to him as. Junior officers are fucking drones. Or you could say, you're a drone. But Jerry O'Tuttle often said, all junior officers are fucking little drones. So that's what the story, this story is about. And here is how it goes. So like every other day aboard ship in an industrial shipyard, dirty, smelly, stinky, hot, and I believe the captain and the captain's office and the XO were the only ones on the ship that had air-conditioned offices during our yard period. How nice for them. Anyway, everybody else had to exist in 90 to 100 degree heat, stinky, smelly welding fumes, etc. Not the captain. He had his own separate ladder, his own separate ladder well. Uh, he demanded that the area that he took to get up to his inport cabin was always titivated and clean and spotless and had no stinky smells. But one afternoon, just before ship's knockoff, and ship's knockoff was at 1500 every day during the yard period for early liberty, uh, for those duty sections that did not have to stand, lib uh, stand duty, all of a sudden, uh, the command duty officer came over the 1MC and said, now hear this, now hear this, all junior officers... All junior officers, that means anyone below the rank of lieutenant commander, all ship's company junior officers must, rather shall, be in the wardroom at 1,700 hours. I repeat, at the captain's direction, all junior officers shall be in the wardroom for a meeting with the captain at 1,700 hours. Wow, what the fuck was that all about, we all asked. And um, I was just getting ready to go home to my wife, who was a charge nurse at Portsmouth Naval Hospital. 
And I was kind of pissed because normally I tried to get off the ship by 15.30 or 3.30 hours every day and not today. So I'm going, what the fuck? So I went down and I asked the uh, supply officer who at the time was Commander Konopek. I said, uh, Commander, do you know what this meeting with JOs is all about with the captain? He goes, I have no clue, Bob. And I go, well, it really sucks because I wanted to go home and see my wife. He goes, well, you got to meet with the captain. I mean, those are captain's orders. So at uh, 1,700 hours, which for all you civvies is 5 p.m., there were about 300 junior officers. That's a lot of... Normally, the wardroom can only accommodate... uh, 150 officers at a time sitting at the tables. So those who got to the wardroom early got chairs to sit in. And those who did not get to the wardroom had to stand shoulder to shoulder, nuts to butts, with all the other remaining officers, which was about 150. So a total of 300 at 5 p.m. And it was uncomfortable because air was not circulating on the ship. It was hot as shit. Uh, The ventilation didn't work. The temperature in the wardroom was about 90 to 95 degrees. And this was in the summertime, which really sucked. So we're standing there waiting and waiting. And everybody's asking, well, do you know what this is about? Do you know what this is about? Have you heard anything? Do you know why the captain's going to come in here? And all of a sudden... The captain and his marine guard come into the wardroom, and you couldn't see. Remember, the captain, Tuttle, was four feet eight, really short motherfucker. And so when everybody was seated, sitting down, and you were in the back of the wardroom room, looking towards the front of the wardroom where he came in the door, you could not see Captain Tuttle come into the room because when they shouted, attention on deck, Because everybody stood up and the captain was shorter than 98% of all of the officers in that room. Because he was a midget, almost. So, Tuttle comes in and all of a sudden, I couldn't see him. I I was sitting in the back of the room. And I could not see the captain or his marine guard walk in. Then I hear, everyone be seated. Well, that was impossible because only half of the wardroom could be seated. So those that could sat down and and those that couldn't had to shuffle out of the way and go to the rear of the room. And it became really uncomfortable because we were trying to accommodate all these people that didn't have chairs. Tuttle brought with him a swagger stick. No shit, a swagger stick or a pointer. And he pulled down um, a blackboard in the front. And he proceeded to draw what looked like a big dick on the um, blackboard with a piece of chalk. And we're all watching him draw this thing. And it starts out looking like a dick. And then all of a sudden, he puts little fins on the end of it and 
and he's and he writes above it D R O N E, and then he underscores it drone. He goes, "Do you know any of you in here know what this is?" And some dumb junior officer goes, uh, "Yes, sir. That's a drone. <laughs> that's a drone." And he, or a missile, that's a missile, sir. He goes, no, God damn it, it's not a missile and it's not a drone. And so we're all going, well, it looks like a missile or it looks like a drone. Um, well, if it's not a drone or a missile, well, what the fuck is it? He goes, anybody else want to try what that is? And we're all looking at each other. I'm not going to be the asshole that speaks up and says something stupid. <laughs> So all of a sudden he goes, all right, well, since none of you are that fucking bright, he goes, I'm going to tell you, and that's exactly why you're in this wardroom today, is because you are what this thing is I've drawn on the blackboard. You all are junior officers, and as such, you are all a bunch of fucking little drones. That's right. You are fucking little drones. And do you know what a drone is? A drone is a mindless bird of flight. It has no mind. It can't reason. It can't think. It has to be told what to do. That's why they call it a fucking drone. And that's what every last one of you little motherfuckers in here is, is a fucking drone. Every junior officer below the rank of lieutenant commander is a fucking drone. And I spoke up, because I, I always did, and it pissed him off. I said, sir, that's rather disrespectful to all of the officers in this room. I said, we're college graduates. Some of us have master's degrees. We are pretty intelligent, know a lot of stuff. And I said, so you're sitting there calling us all a bunch of little fucking drones. Uh, so I guess you were a fucking drone at one time, sir? Oh, he bristled at that. He did not like that. He goes, shut up, Mr. Nauer. Nobody asked you to comment. Keep your fucking mouth shut. I said, aye, aye, sir. Anyway, so I, he said, sit back down. And I said uh, to my friend sitting around me, this guy's really a fucking wackadoodle, guys. He is, he is on the fringes of insanity. And they're all kind of nodding their head. And they go, and I don't know, I'm not going to stand up and do what you just did. And uh, so then Jerry O went on and asked other inane questions to uh, some of the officers in the wardroom. And, and then he said, do you see this ensign over here? And, there, and I can't remember the kid's name. I, it might come to me in time. But there was, Jerry O. Tuttle had a crew cut. No officer on the entire ship had a crew cut until this one officer did report aboard. And he was an ensign. And he had a crew cut wherever he came from. And honest to God, he looked like a lookalike for Captain Tuttle. So Tuttle asked him to stand up so we can all observe what a clean-cut, good-looking officer, junior officer, should look like. Having the proper kind of haircut. Not us that had fancier haircuts or whatever, or lamb chops or mustaches. And, um, and as he made this ensign stand up, 
he made him take a bow. <laughs> and he thought, he thought, oh, this is great. The captain's using me as an example of what all these other officers should look like. Meanwhile, what he didn't understand was we were all looking at this ensign with total disdain and laughing at him. And then when we started all giggling and laughing, the captain said, shut up. He's a perfect example of what every last one of you motherfuckers should be. And we're like, whoa, really? Well, okay. He goes, so, he goes, what I want to impart upon each and every one of you is you should be aspiring to greater things. Someday, those of you that stick with the Navy and can make lieutenant commander, you might be lucky enough to become a commander and God knows, maybe even a captain. But it's going to take a lot of commitment to the U.S. Navy and you need to dress correctly, look correctly, and act the part. And he goes, and right now, looking out in this sea of junior officers, none of you do, except for this one ensign here. And so at that, he said, he left. He says, I'm leaving now, and that's what I wanted you to know. And he, so he left the uh, wardroom, and he then had this senior officer present in the room dismiss us so that we could go home. So let's get what Tuttle explained to all of us. Number one, if you're an officer in the Navy, it doesn't matter how much you know, you're nothing but a fucking little drone if you're not at least a lieutenant commander. But I find that odd because many lieutenant commanders I met had their head up their ass and didn't know anything. And I've seen ensigns and JGs that knew a shitload more than even some of their commanders. But this was the kind of information that Captain Jerry O'Tuttle was trying to impart on each and every one of us that we were all a bunch of fucking little drones. And later on in my career, I wondered, you know what, if that's the kind of Navy leadership that the Navy promotes, and remember, they promoted Jerry O'Tuttle to a three-star admiral. Don't know fucking why, because he was a short little motherfucker, and uh, he was just nasty. So we had the NAB dining in where he cursed his wife out and made her cry because nobody would put a chair under her ass. We had the roundtable affair where he accosted a number of junior and senior officers for calling and reporting on him or rather being a whistleblower about not providing habitable facilities for his crew to live in during the hot summer yard period. Thus, they had to sleep naked on top of the aircraft carrier's flight deck during the summertime. And then you had a situation like this. And there were many, many, many more situations on the USS John F. Kennedy. But I could tell so many stories about Captain Tuttle and the way he treated people. And um, you could substitute Captain Tuttle with Hyman Rickover. It wouldn't make a difference. They were all alike. They all were bad leaders and just basically bad human beings. Uh, I will depart with this one last story before I go into my next episode, which will be episode number eight. And it's about 
captain's mast on the John F. Kennedy with <clears throat> Captain Tuttle. He was really mean to almost everybody that he really sent to captain's mast. But this one in particular, uh, the captain's mast of SHSN Gentry, Seaman Gentry, was pretty crude in terms of humanity and, and speaking to somebody. And I, and I tossed this story in here because it's a true story. And it just really goes to show what kind of person Jerry O'Tuttle truly was as a human being to others. Yes, the sailor may have been a dirtbag. He may have been disheveled. He may have gone AWOL once or twice. Um, just generally not a great sailor. Didn't do a lot of work. But when he was brought back from AWOL and sent the captain's mast, my senior chief and my chief and I were there along with, you know, everybody else out in the passageway waiting to go into the squadron ready room for mast. So Gentry went about, went, uh, was called up front and center and uncovered in front of the captain. The captain read the charges. And then Jerry O'Tuttle says, Gentry, do you know, is there anything good or redeeming about you at all, young man? And Gentry just kind of looked at him like he didn't know what, how to respond to his question. And he goes, well, he goes, there, most people would probably say there's not much good about you, but the you know, he says, do you know, Gentry, the best thing that ever happened to you in your life? And Gentry still stood there kind of like nonplussed, like he didn't understand what the captain was really saying. But the captain was really setting up just to be nasty. So he said, so I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, Seaman Gentry, what the best thing about you is that ever happened in your life. He goes, young man, it is the day that you dripped down your mother's leg. And it took a minute for me to understand. And I said, like, holy shit, this guy is saying the day his father's sperm dripped down his mother's leg and the day that his mother was impregnated with gentry was the best day in his life meaning that every other day has gone downhill since. Now, that's pretty shocking. That's pretty gross. That's pretty mean, demeaning, whatever you want to call it, crude. The ship's chaplain was standing. We all had to be there. You always had to be there if one of your men was going up to Captain's Mast. The chaplain was, was there. The ship's JAG officer, lawyer was there. The department head was there, the division officer was there, the chiefs were there. And so when Captain Tuttle said that about him dripping down his mother's leg, we all kind of just stood there with our jaws dropped open. Like you could see the chaplain go, oh my God, I can't believe Tuttle just said that to this young man. The JAG officer rolled his eyes and I'm looking at the JAG officer and I'm thinking to myself, holy shit, this captain is absolutely horrendous. And yet, 
ladies and gentlemen. This is one of the Navy's greatest leaders, according to the Navy, because they promoted that little motherfucker to a three-star admiral. And that hopefully is not the kind of leadership we have in the U.S. Navy today. I pray to God it's not. I mean, I know that we have some pretty bad people that join the Navy. A lot of ghetto kids, a lot of kids from broken homes. But that doesn't mean that they're all bad. It just needs, they need a little bit of discipline. But you know what? You just never really need to say something like that, no matter how bad the person may be. Um, it, it's just, it's one of those unusual situations that has always stuck with me ever since I got out of the Navy. I, was, I go back and I revisit sometimes, and that one situation, what he said to that young man about him dripping down his mother's leg, whew, that was really, you know, that's just one of those things that you will never, ever forget. So with that... I'm going to say Bob out for today on this episode. Next episode will be episode number eight.